Welcome back to this week's episode of Greyhound Time. I'm Andrew Thompson, and I will be co-hosting this week's episode with Wilson Stahl. Today's episode, we won't have any guests on, but we will be discussing some of the sports teams qualifying for state, such as the girls swimming, boys wrestling, boys hockey team, and the boys and girls basketball team. So, Wilson, we know that um, Clayton, the girls swim team, is going to state. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, well, we can talk about their conference win. A couple, I think it was last week or... Maybe, was it a week ago? Yeah, it was about a week ago. And uh, that was the first time they've won the conference in over 40 years. Super interesting, super great for Clayton. Um, that win was led by Kellen Models, win in the 100 breaststroke, Jillian Thomason in the 100 butterfly, along with freshman Emma Welch in the 500 free, and sophomore Caitlin Kuhlman in the 100 backstroke. So I think that it was, a, I think it's great for Clayton to, obviously it's great for Clayton to win the conference, and great for the swing program, uh, and yeah, I think it'll be, hopefully it'll be, it'll carry into the state tournament, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can do well in state. Yeah, I know they had a very successful season uh, this year. Um, I think for a stretch, I remember Miss Long, who's the coach actually, she was on the news, the Channel 5 News, about her, and I think, because I think the team went on a big stretch where they were undefeated for a bit, which I do think um, having that strong regular season did carry into the conference meet where their opponent Webster, which they beat earlier this year, actually got disqualified. So I think that did really help Clayton, you know, punch that ticket uh, into state, but ultimately um, winning that uh, conference meet, which they haven't done in 40 years, which is a really big deal. And just, you know, seeing the seeing the girls team, they do go to state. Uh, I know my sister went and like the team goes about every year, but, you know, winning that conference meet really, you know, show something that you know they're doing they're doing obviously doing something right about the girls swim program yeah for sure and i think that as andrew mentioned just a second ago the with webster's disqualification uh i think that well obviously it was really helpful in the win i think that a lot of what it what i read from the st louis dispatch that posted an article about it they had some quotes from some of the swimmers and it sounded as the swimmers they weren't i don't think that they were planning on to get number set to get second and they were like they're perfectly happy with number second with second place but definitely winning that I think will definitely carry some momentum into state and as Andrew said his sisters swam for the past couple of years um yeah they were never they were never able to get that conference win but you know I think that's a, a really big deal for them yeah for and, sure uh so but another thing on that girls swimming is that the state I don't think they've announced is that correct they haven't announced yet when it's gonna be at least we don't know yeah we don't know when it's gonna be so we'll have to wait and look for that uh but definitely going into state some key swimmers to look out for definitely gonna still be uh Cullen model she's the state championship from the hundred break in the hundred breaststroke uh it's kind of a crazy family with uh with shout Beckin. out to Beckin. yeah and um kellen is also swimming at colby so she is you know it definitely shows out there when she's swimming she's winning all the races that um she is swimming division one uh in college so that's that is a big deal yeah so do you want to talk about the boys wrestling yeah we can go into the boys wrestling uh so we're gonna have two wrestlers representing clayton in the state meet and that's going to be nate martin and uh dempsey Dempsey brinkman and so i think we're gonna talk about nate martin first uh andrew you got anything to say about that yeah so Nate Martin, he's a junior. He's a good friend of ours. He is a three seed in uh in the class class three district. 
uh, facing in the first round, he faces off against Luke Patterson from Windsor in the 113 weight class. So that is pretty that is pretty light. And so Nate will be traveling down to you know Mizzou this weekend to. So I think he leaves tonight or tomorrow. Did he? Yeah, I can't remember if it's other day or tomorrow, but uh, or I guess it's tonight because I know I think he wrestles tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely, I know it's a big deal for Nate. He's he went to state last year and got fifth place, right? Well, uh, freshman year. Freshman year, he got fifth and place. And then I think last year something happened. And then last COVID. year, yeah, last year with as Andrew said with COVID. Um, so I, I think he's really hungry right now to go get a go it's place a, high and do yeah. well in state. Yeah, so I, I talked to him today at school. You know, I was asking him, you know, what are his thoughts going into the meet? And he said that, um, you know, he, feel, he feels like he's worked too hard. I, you know, I asked him what his goals were, and he said um, he wants to place top three in that bracket. Back in 2020, uh, freshman year, he placed fifth. And at the moment, he said, you know, after he placed fifth freshman year, he felt like, you know, he was proud of that. But looking back at it now, he knows that he can do a lot better than that. And, you know, with that, with his goal of third place, he feels like um, he's, he, you know, he's worked too hard this year. You know, we know that he um, is really dialed in with that. And yeah, especially sure. over the summer, you know, he's, always, he's like traveling down to Florida and he won some big, I think he was named like some All-American of some uh, really big uh, wrestling tournament. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about an athlete who, I mean, it's more than just a winter sport for Nate. It's a 365 days a year yeah, commitment. Yeah. I think every day Nate wakes up and he's his mind goes straight to wrestling, something for wrestling. Even during the cross-country season, I remember we'd be running and uh, right after running practice, he would go straight, straight to, to wrestling, wrestling and he'd be at wrestling for like two hours. And that's on top of the fact that, I mean, he was running cross-country and, uh, you know, running really, he, he, I think he peaked when he was cutting weight, which is just insane because, I mean. Yeah, because he started to do well. Like really well at uh, towards the end of that cross, and that's season. exactly when he started to cut weight, which is just insane. The guy's a, he's a beast. Yeah. Um. So he deserves it. He deserves to do well, and so. And we're best we're of truly luck to rooting him. for him, but people don't realize how uh, how hard you know wrestling is because you know people forget the fact that you have to cut all this weight. Like Nate was, I think it was like one twenty seven, and then like a couple of days later he was one thirteen something like that, and that was. Two weeks ago when he prepared for the district meet, which he was the one seed going into, and he did come out with that first place winner, uh, punching his ticket to state. But, you know, I feel like people do forget just how hard wrestling is. Yeah, because it's, uh, well, it's also super physical on your body. I mean, you're going against guys just kind of getting... Getting hit. I hopefully mean, you're not getting destroyed. Hopefully you're destroying <laughs> someone else. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are the matches, and there are obviously times when you know, you're going to lose. And so I think it definitely takes a toll on your body, but it's yeah. a, it's a really hard sport. And I think it's also even harder when you don't have wrestling doesn't have as much support from the school. Cause, um, I think it's a hard support. It's a hard sport to draw a crowd to. Yeah. And so I think that, yeah, it's really, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to keep yourself going. It's a lot. I think it's, you get a lot more motivation from other people showing up to your games mm-hmm. every day. That makes you want to keep going. And yeah. Wrestlers and I, don't get and that. And I feel like, you know, these numbers are so low for wrestling because, you know, we know Nate, he's been wrestling since he was like, you know, really young and his, his dad was a D1 wrestler. And I feel like the wrestlers who are actually like dedicated to it are the ones who start like really early, you know, cause I feel like that's why the numbers are just so low is because people want to, you know, pick it up now and they just see how hard it is. But it's like you have to start it really young if you want to be successful. Yeah, I think it's 
I mean, when you talk about starting like that, I think uh, straight to, my mind goes straight to football because football is kind of the opposite. I think yeah. a lot of people don't start football till later on, and so yeah, I think it, it does. You have to start on early, and I think it does also help for Nate because to have his dad, who was a state wrestler, and he wrestled at Georgia. Yeah, wrestling at Georgia. And along with his sister also wrestles. And so yeah. I, I'm sure that they have a lot of conversation about tactics and stuff like that. Yeah, Nate says that he truly does get a lot of advice from his dad, and I'm sure that helps. But, Nate, Wilson, you brought up football. Um, do you have any uh, football stories you have from uh, freshman year? Well, talk about physical let's talk about physical sports. I mean, playing – I mean, I will say – I mean, I play hockey, which is also a real physical sport, but – I mean, I got I got destroyed in football, which, you know. So you went out for football. That's why I quit. I quit on the second day because we were, we were doing no pads, and I just got completely destroyed, and I decided that the sport wasn't for me. And well, you said no pads? To, yeah, we pads. were no pads. No pads, and I still got destroyed. <laughs> and by a, but, I mean, I will say it Frank was by Wilson, Frank. Frank Wilson. Who was playing. He just committed to a school down south, I believe, to play Division One football. So, I mean... So, if he ever makes it to the league, I'll be like, tell my kids that's the guy that <laughs> beat that, the crap uh, out sw- of me. Switched you to cross country. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we're going to move into the boys' basketball team. Andrew, uh, they've got one of the longer seasons, but um, they're looking to wrap up their se- regular season up here shortly. Uh, what do you think, you know, going into playoffs they need to work on and how they're going to be successful in playoffs? Yeah, so last night they lost to Sekman by four. I do not believe the score of that game. And then they lost to Parkway North um, the game before that, which was might have been Monday. And I think I think the one thing that they should they need to work on, especially in practice, is that defensive um, you know, that defensive mindset. I feel like, you know, there was a kid on Parkway North who dropped like forty three. Which you know that's 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 kind a of, lot for one player. Yeah, that's kind of a bad sign. That kid is he is averaging twenty two point five points per game, and he's he's leading the state. He's like top five in the state for points. But you know it does look like they're gonna have to play a team like Desmet, who's one of the best teams in the state, who might might even be in that state championship. And if they want a chance to play with you know that private private school powerhouse, they're definitely gonna need to. Work on their defense. I think this, the points are there, though. Ethan Faust, he's averaging 12, 12 and a half. And, and then, blocks. I and mean, blocks. he's had a lot of blocks. And then DeCarlos is, DeCarlos, senior DeCarlos Brown is averaging like 13.5 a game. Yeah, I think the other thing that they, or what I've seen, what I've noticed is that sometimes they get down on themselves or they get up by a lot and they blow these big leads or they're really close with yeah, the team they, they teams, blow them. They let they teams let, get back in yeah, the game. Yeah, I think that you know they need to learn they need to work on sealing up sealing it up especially going to the playoffs and as Andrew mentioned their district is tough. really really tough. You got schools like Whitfield which um you want to look at their record real quick but yeah. they've got a really good record and uh Desmet is right there with them. You know, but those are two Big private schools. Yeah. I think especially MSCS Smet, is in there. Yeah, MSCS too. is in there. So, I mean, Clayton's really going to have to fight. Um, I don't think it's something they can't do, but I think it's going to be something that it's going to be really hard because yeah. – But, I mean, they, they, I mean, they, they did beat uh, Ledoux early on, Ledoux. which was great. That, was, that but, was a great game. But I think Ledoux is the only seeded fifth in their district probably. Mm-hmm. So, Ledoux is a good team as well. They are, but they're nowhere near Whitfield and DeSmet. Yeah. So they're going to have to put in a lot of work for that. And so sophomores, you want to talk about some of the sophomores, like Adam Gallegos, Alex Vidal, and Santana Bolden, and what kind of impact they you know they bring to the team? Well, I think that 
they're a pretty young team, surprisingly. They got a lot of sophomores, um, especially, I think, late, like recently, I, f- I think the um, sophomores have started to have a bigger impact on the team, mm-hmm. playing more minutes. Playing more minutes. And I think also, um, I know earlier this season, Beckin went out. Um, With a hamstring injury. Pulled, he pulled a hamstring, was out for a couple months. And I don't they... know how that one works, but... yeah. <laughs> And then I think, yeah, I think they're trying to get him back into the system. I know he's been playing JV on the JV team to, you know, get that, you know, uh, pace, get him back up to pace. But I've heard he's been struggling a little bit on the JV, so hopefully he gets that hamstring checked or, up. Or he might be uh, kept, in the, he might kept be, on the JV team. Might be kept on the JV team going into playoffs, but uh, hopefully he can get it going and help the varsity team out. Yeah, and looking into the future, you know, we were talking about the sophomores, and I... I truly feel like, you know, the sophomore class, because there is, I think there's like four, yeah, four, including Beckin, four sophomores on the varsity team, and I feel like when they do play, they bring a really big impact, especially Santana and Alex, who get serious minutes. You know, I feel like that can transfer, that's showing some sparks of what kind of team Clayton's going to have next year. I think they're going to be a pretty good, I think they'll be better than they are this year. I think they're losing some size, uh, especially from seniors to Carlos. And Eric. And Eric and uh, Soren. But I know, uh, but that's just going to come down to, you know, soon to be senior Ethan Faust, who's going to have to play uh, some good defense, who's, you know, one of the, one of our good friends. And, you know, he's been playing very well this year, averaging 45 from the, beyond the arc, 45%. So he's shooting 45% of the uh, threes he's shooting are going in. And also, Ethan, I know Ethan just, uh, Sounds like over the um, spring he's going to be joining an AAU team, so he'll be playing um, in a lot of tournaments. Yeah, in the next couple months, keeping him in shape and hopefully getting him better. And so when he comes back next year, they can do better than their nine and twelve current record right current now. Record, yeah. And I and I'm sure some of the sophomores are on AAU teams. I'm sure a lot of the freshmen are. There's a really good freshman class at Clayton right now. You know, Ethan's Faust's little brother, Eli, who... Just hurt himself, though. Just hurt himself. But I, I, he he plays just like his brother. He's solid on defense. He can shoot threes. He can make plays happen. But, yeah, I think Ethan was going to try and play baseball, but that would have been pretty funny to see him uh, playing baseball out there. But I guess he's he got asked to play... I think he thinks some, he's Michael Jordan or something. Yeah, <laughs> trying to, you know, put a, put a pause on the basketball and go... Go play some uh, baseball. Like we Michael all know Jordan how that did. worked out for Michael Jordan, so maybe yeah. it's a good thing he didn't. Yeah, but I think I feel bad for that doctor. I think uh, they've been that doctor's been getting a lot of visits from the Fouses recently. The Fouses, yeah. I know that Eli got the same injury as Ethan with his. Was foot. it wasn't it Ethan's wrist? That was last year. Uh, he's he's got a lot of injuries, but yeah. this year with the boot, I think he had the same injury oh, as yeah, his he brother. Had that boot. Yeah. They both did the same thing. I think they came down from the basket from the hoop and just troubles on being, it. Uh, tall. Yes. Yeah. So. Tall we should, uh, yeah, we're gonna move on to the girls' basketball team. the The girls' basketball team currently holds a record of ten and nine, standing in fourth place in their district, behind power, uh, mostly private school powerhouse such as MICDS and Woodfield. Last Friday, the Hounds took on a struggling Melville team, beating them fifty three to forty one at home. You know, the girls' basketball team is gonna need some big games from senior Izzy Ross and freshman Lauren Young. They're both averaging like. I think Izzy Ross is averaging 12.7, and Lauren is, uh, who's a freshman, Lauren Young, is uh, averaging 12.3 points per game, which is a really big deal. That's Those are some insane numbers for a freshman. And I think the future for the for the girls' team is bright. You know, having 
I remember going to the Clayton Ledoux girls team, and I remember, I think there was like three freshmen who were starting, and they were um, making a big impact, so I think that team's starting young. Um, they've got a lot of young talent, and I think they're just going to build up for the next couple of years. Yeah, well, I think I agree with you. Um, I think that Clayton's always been able to put together a decent uh, girls, girls basketball mm-hmm. team. Um, I think it's also really interesting to note that, you know, the same teams that the boys are playing are the same as the girls. You know, when you look at Whitfield has a great girls team, and so does MICDS, which is the same problem for the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also going to be interesting to look at how uh, not having Ava Vetter, because Ava Vetter was kicked off the team earlier this season. Mm-hmm. She was a sophomore. She's was, a sophomore. She had a... She played varsity as a freshman. She had she was one of the point leaders she led, on the team. I think she led the, the... I think she had, like, the, the most points totaled. Uh, last year as a freshman, so I think losing her is a big deal. And what? How, do you know how we lost? Yeah, it's so from what I've heard from Ava. So she might be a little biased, but what I've heard from Ava is that she plays on a select team, and uh, Steve Hudson has a rule set in for all sports. And there's something about the coach too. Yeah, I think the coach also pushed it, but it, there's a rule put in that you can't miss more than three practices. And Ava had a tournament that she was going to miss. Um, I believe two or three practices, and then another one the next week. And so it was – she was going to be missing some practices, and I think that she went and um, talked to Mr. Hudson, and he – He didn't think it it could I I think he refused it. He refused to keep her on the team. I think he's trying to – which I think – I don't know. I think that it's a good rule to, Mm -hmm. you know, try to get people more – try to get committed committed to a team. But I think when you have players – or you have athletes like Ava and – other people who I mean even you you play you're gonna play two sports this yeah fall I'm gonna try and, I mean, I'm gonna try and play golf and run track this year so. but yeah I think that um I think for some players like Ava having an exception for the rule would probably be a good idea to consider especially, especially yeah like you know leading the team in points as a freshman that that's, yes that's and her future was, her future was bright yeah. and uh but you know you also have other people who stepped up when she went down Izzy Ross and um, as you said, Lauren, uh, Lauren Young. Young. So, yeah, I think that they're going to need to step up a little bit more and uh, help push them into playoffs because, you know, the thing is, as our hockey coach likes to say, once you get to the playoffs, your record's uh, zero, zero, zero and zero. So yeah. it doesn't matter. And, you know, nobody remembers what your record is during the season. They only care about playoffs. And so hopefully they can get something going and go on a nice stretch. Yeah, I think their playoff schedule, at least their district tournament schedule, will be – Pretty difficult, but you know I think if they put some good practices together and you know have a good, good. Uh, I think they have a couple more games left in the regular season, but you know they got teams like we said again, uh, MICDS, Woodfield, Ladue's in their district, but they did beat Ladue. Uh, I think by a good margin. I think they beat them by like twenty points, but you know I think that they've got some some things, some key um, components to work on. Yeah, well, it'd be nice for them to get a stretch going and get some motivation going before playoffs, and yeah, hopefully they can do something, which would be great. And so um, now moving into uh, boys hockey, and uh, so obviously this one's an easy one yeah. for Andrew and I to talk about, but so boys hockey had a pretty rough regular season, uh, just about a pretty terrible record. I think we were about 2-11 and 11 and 3 maybe, 3 yeah. ties, and so... Uh, Going to the playoffs was pretty rough, but we got a we got a little luck with our seating. Uh, this year, the Founders Cup was, which was the lowest bracket. So the way it works for hockey is there there are three brackets. There's a challenge which holds like 
10 teams, 10 teams. And the, so that's like the top. And that's usually like all the private schools in the area that, you know, that can like recruit kids to come to their school to play hockey for them. And then below that is the WIC, the Wickenheiser Cup, which Clayton, yeah, there's, and that's got 16 teams in it. Uh, last year we were in that and the year before that, and I'm sure, uh, previous years before that, but we, uh, we did not get put into the wake. We got put into the founders, which is lowest, which holds eight teams. And we were the fifth seed going into, uh, we had to play the fourth seed to Shen, who we lost to by a lot. Uh, that was a pretty bad game. We lost them earlier this year, but we did not have, uh, two of our key players, Charlie Thompson and Blake Feinstein. But, you know, going into that, uh, it was nice to have them back because, you know, that I think that Duchenne team, they didn't really take us seriously. I don't, I don't think they knew that we had two players missing, two key players yeah. missing that game. And so, you know, I think the game one was against Brentwood. We can kind of run over that recap. Well, it was we, at Brentwood, and we were able to we were able to beat them 2-1, to one, which was... Yeah, great game. Um, we dominated that. We game, dominated though. that game, and then going into the second game, uh, we definitely we dominated that first and second period. And then we went mm-hmm. into there was a little intermission, so we had about we're up four one. I think we scored four one at the end of the second, but we we really jumped on them at we really jumped on them at the you know at first I think it was like first couple of shifts we scored Blake Feinstein sophomore scored a sweet goal. He <clears throat> chipped the puck around the defenseman. And then just uh, took it hard to the net and dangled. And so that put us up 1-0. And then, you know, I think Charlie Thompson scored a power play goal to go up 2-0. And then Braden Mitchell, I think, had two goals. Yeah, I think he had two. And so we were up 4-1 going into the intermission, like I said. And so we took about a 10-minute break. And then we came back in the third period. and First shift. First shift. uh, Well, a lot of stuff. It got got pretty ugly pretty quick. So... Uh, one of our one of our star players yeah, this season, freshman. freshman Ian Barnes, following in his brother's footsteps, uh, got into a fight with uh, with the Duchenne, the Duchenne defenseman. defenseman. And I think it was the Duchenne kid. Like Duchenne, I, I went back and watched it, and the Duchenne. I think so Ian hit the kid clean. I think the Duchenne kid like retaliated, retaliated, and was holding on to him. And I'm on the ice, and like I hear, I'm I have the puck on the other side of the the ice where uh opposite side of where the fight was going on and all of a sudden I just hear a bunch of screaming so I'm like oh oh boy what's going on you know something bad's absolutely happening I look over and like Ian Barnes is like he I think he he punched the kid I think he knocked the kid's helmet off which was which was kind of sick well Ian's a Ian's a he's very a very strong kid. guy he's and a he, big kid he uh but he's I strong enough that he punched the dude's helmet off yeah. and so right when you when you punch someone's helmet off it's an automatic. They call it a match penalty, and it's through USA Hockey, which is bigger than the state hockey level. And so, because of that, he was suspended for one game. And after that fight, he got it. Our coach um, got into an argument. Yeah, with you could, the other you could coach. say an argument with the other coach. They were, they were like on the. They were they were like touching faces almost. Yeah, they were about probably maybe about two inches apart, just staring into each other's eyes, going at it, going and because um, I think some words were said. You know, at players and you know, coaches got mad, but you know, I had the puck in the in the other zone. I look up and you know, I, I thought my brother was fighting. I was like, "Gosh, try what are you doing?" But he was on. He was trying to get Ian off of the kid. Yeah, Charlie just grabbed him because I was on the bench at that point. Uh, Charlie grabs him, pulls him off, and then our coach was getting into an argument. Anyway, Kicks at the out. end of it, 
at the end of but, it. Uh, we should keep talking about it, though, because then, like, you know, our coach gets thrown out of the game, and Ian gets thrown out. And losing lo- losing Ian, you know, on the front end, he's a really strong forward. He can he gets pucks on net. He, he knows how to, you know, he, he knows how to uh, play the puck in the corners really well. And, you know, that just, yeah, like... Yeah, defensive zone, too. He's really good at supporting yeah, the D. Yeah, and... You know, so we're up four one. That fight happens, and then we go on a five on three. Yeah, because we took two penalties there. And one from our coach and one from Ian. And Ian's United. was a five minute. So we go on the five on three. They score, and then you're like, okay, this is a two goal game, and you know that's two goal two goal leads like the worst lead in hockey, and yeah. you know they just crawled their way back in and they scored a, a really crappy goal to make it four three. And then with two minutes, I think uh, pool player Owen Williams took a really weak penalty, and you know they went up. So they're four three, two minutes ago in their power play, and, and I, I think, call. So right then at that moment, yeah. I call over Andrew, and I'm like, "Okay, Andrew, like, because we have no. Our coach is gone. We're running with our assistant coach, who was surprised he was not ready to be yeah. brought up and could run in the forwards. And so Andrew and I come together, and we're like, "Okay, let's call a timeout because we got." Uh, you know, about a minute and a half left. And so I run over, call the timeout. We're up 4-3. We're up 4-3 at the time. No, no, it might have been 4-4. Four, four. No, it was 4-3. Because then, this, yeah, cause then uh, I run over, we all meet up at our bench. And, um, and you called out, you were like, I called you. out. You are like. I called uh, out me, Andrew. Uh, I believe I first called out Charlie and Blake, Blake. And then Blake had just gotten off, so he stayed. And, and Braden Mitchell came out instead. And the four of us, so it was. The Thompson boys and uh, me on defense, and then Charlie and Braden playing forward, and they have the the goalie pulled, which makes it a six on four. So essentially, they have two more guys on the ice than us, and we lasted for about thirty seconds, I think. I don't then, think I don't even think it was. 30 yeah, I don't think it was, I think it was probably twenty, and they scored, and I think mean, that hit us, and so. But and now we had now we had another guy out there, so it, was, it became a f- uh, five on six, and so but it was tied, and again. we only needed a tie to win because we won the first game. So we were first kind game of the series. We we won that, so we can get away with the tie or win. But you know when they when they scored that fourth goal, you know I will admit my stomach did, my stomach did drop. Yeah, I mean I think Andrew and I we came together and we met up with the five of us because now Blake <laughs> came out as me, Blake, uh, Braden, and then the Thompson boys and. Um, I think we met up for a second. We're like, hey, guys, let's calm down let's and just, just get let's get done. this puck out and let's finish this game off and send him home. And, I mean, that's exactly what we did. Yeah, we, we were think. able to you, – can you – you know, you, you blocked a shot apparently. Yeah, like, there was one where I was standing in front of the net and, um, I mean, I trust myself more than our goalies. Yeah. So I just dropped down into the butterfly and just took a shot to the stomach. And I think – you know, I tripped it out, and I think Charlie was almost able to score an empty netter. Yeah, header. he almost scored. An He's got to work on a shot from the red line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, that was great, and I think that I I looked right at the clock, and there were about fifteen seconds left or something, and you know and the that, puck was in their end, and so it was kind of just let's finish this game out real quick, yeah. and we got this one. And but you know, and I think coming to that locker room. We won, and, yeah. and there was, was a lot of emotion. A lot of emotion. A lot of the fans. The fans were the fans were the parents at were us. parents were saying some stuff at us, and it was pretty fun. It's it's all it's like on picture of you and me and like I think Landon. He we're like waving the fans away. So mm-hmm. I mean that was that was pretty fun to you know wave those fans goodbye, wave those parents goodbye, uh, especially yeah. after hearing them for you know three periods and yell at us. It was nice to get that win, but I think uh, there was a lot of work to be done before then. Especially because 
we were gonna we knew at that moment we were gonna have to go into another game without Ian Barnes and without our head coach, and so that was gonna be really tough. And we had that game on Monday night. And we lost. You, Andrew, you want to explain that game? Yes, we lost. So they're the first seed. Uh, they beat. Just Timberland. Yeah, they beat. Uh, who they beat? They beat like Francis Howell North in the first round, and so they're the one seed. Timberland out in like Wentzville. And they beat. They went up on us two zero really early, which were some two pretty weak goals. And then, you know, we had so we had so many opportunities, and we just couldn't. I don't know. I'm not a forward. I wasn't. I was dishing up. We had a really good power play where, you know, I was on the kind of in the middle on top on the blue line, and I was you know dishing up some of the teammates with passes and you know it's pretty frustrating. Uh, but there's nothing you can do. You're not a forward. You're not the guy in that. Uh, situation trying to score that goal but you know I in the locker room after the game you know you're like shoot like only if we scored on those opportunities I, I, think, I think that's brings up one of the biggest problems on our team is capitalizing I think mm-hmm. we don't capitalize on a lot of it I think we have a lot of chances in front of the net that we give up on or we are just unable to get the puck into the net and uh, I mean if it was that simple to do but yeah I think that's one of the biggest problems just being I don't think we're mean enough I think we're a little too nice in front of their net, and then we have to bear down a little bit more and, and get mean, you know, get mean and put the puck in the net. And so that, I mean, I think looking go looking into their next game, we is it going to be a two game series? So if we're able to, um, if we have, we it's a must win this next game, and if we do win, we will go into a sudden death. Oh, it's not sudden death. Oh, is it a ten minute so, period? Yeah, it'll be like that's what I thought. Of course, when it's sudden death. Yeah, it, it's not. So, um, what happens is so we have to win. Uh, this this next game, which is Monday, uh, Monday night, and so we got to win that game, and then they'll scrape the ice, and then right after, we'll go out and uh, play a ten minute period, and it's not sudden death, so it'll be like the winner after those ten minutes, and if it's tied, it'll go to a shootout, and it will it will eventually end in a shootout, and if we're able to pull that off, we will be playing in the championship. Yeah, and so I think there's a lot of. That would be awesome, but I think there's a lot of work that needs to go on before then. Um, I think there are a couple of things we need to change going into that game. Uh, number I one, the- I think the biggest thing is playing our top lines more. I think uh, our coach, obviously we didn't have a coach last game. We were using our assistant coach who I don't think he ran our for, system our, as well. I don't think he ran the system as well, and I think that a lot of our top forward lines or top two lines didn't play as much as they should have, especially during playoffs. You know, those guys should be gassed at the end of the game, and I didn't think they were as gassed as they should have been. Yeah. But I think that's just one thing we need to look into doing more of. And, yeah, yeah I mean, we've we've come a long way since, you know, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think a couple of months ago we any of us thought that we'd be in the position we're in right now. And so Yeah, especially, like, winning a playoff series. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but obviously I still want to play, and I think we, we have a lot more left yeah. in us. Yeah. And so – you know, I think it's getting the team on board, and especially we we're missing a lot of guys, including uh, Reese Fuller's been out this whole season, which has been really tough on us. Reese would have been out there with our um, deep defensemen, and so I think it's put a lot of stress on our defensemen, especially because Andrew and I have been having to go. One of us have been out there every Playing single every shift, every shift. yeah, and so we, we're playing a lot, which is I don't mind it, but I think it would be. Um, a lot more I, ideal. Exactly. It would be ideal if we had another Reese defenseman back. like Reese who could be back there. But, you know, I think another thing that's we've struggled with this season is 
not having Blake and Charlie ever again, which obviously is understandable because they're on a AAA team and they're out of town a lot. But uh, I think we have to, we've been having to change our game plans a lot, which has been nice for this uh, playoff series. These series is that uh, they've been in town for all mm-hmm. of them, and so and got leading up into these to the playoffs, we had them, which allowed us to it helped our seeding not being the last seed. Well, not not only that, but I think it also helped us just work together and, and together. learn like learn how to play together. Because that's how we were going to play in playoffs. So I think even I think the last five games we went on a, probably a stretch there, which we weren't winning every single game. A lot of them we were tying we were playing, or losing. We were playing some pretty good teams. We had some really good teams, yeah. But but you could definitely tell that the the how we were playing was we were a completely different team. We were playing much better every single game. We were playing better, but um, so yeah. I mean, I think that having them has been really helpful, and hopefully. I know they're going to be out of town this weekend, so hopefully they don't get hurt or anything, and they yeah, can they come and play on Monday. Our game's Monday night, so they should be back. Uh, so they'll be in Minnesota, I believe, something like that this weekend. They'll be in Minnesota this weekend, and so they should be coming. We play that Monday night, so you know uh, they'll they should be back in town for that game. But you know, should we should we wrap it up? Yeah, I mean. Uh, a quick, you know, good luck to Nate Martin. Uh, he's got wrestling. He's got his matches tomorrow leading into Saturday, obviously. You know, we hope to... Wishing our best luck to him. Exactly. And, and girls the, swimming, yeah. congratulations on uh, the conference. Uh, it's a really big deal. And hopefully they can go to state and, you know, have some success. And then going to the basketball teams, uh, hopefully they finish up their season you know, have a healthy rest of their season, stay out of injuries, and gets them and rolling before playoffs. All rolling before playoffs. And then you know, I think it's kind of weird to say this to our own team, but yeah. you know, good luck to the hockey team. Um, to the rest of the hockey team. You yeah. know, I hope a lot of people come out and support. Because uh, it's a big game. It's a big game, and yeah, so just hopefully we can uh, keep it up and go to the wit, go to the Founders, go to the Founders <laughs> Championship on a Saturday, two thirty at two thirty at the Red Blacks. So once again, uh, thank you for everyone. This was our, I don't know, this was probably like our 17th episode of Greyhound Time, something like that. So, you know, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to look every Thursday on Spotify for a new episode. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and, is it Instagram and YouTube? Instagram and YouTube. uh, At Greyhound Time. See ya. See ya.